The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. Welcome back to my chat with Vanessa. This is part two. I hope you enjoyed part one. I'm guessing that you did, considering the fact that you're still here. So here's part two. Enjoy. I think one of the most important parts of, well, for me and my own perspective anyway, of living with type one is understanding the idea of as much of a physical condition that it is, it's almost more of a psychological and emotional condition because if you're not clued into why things are important or why it is important to try and pick out the positive sides to it, the physical sides are a lot more difficult to, I suppose, continue to do each day. Yeah. So why do you think it's important for a child living with type 1 diabetes who doesn't necessarily understand what it is yet, doesn't even know what an insulin pen is, doesn't know why they have to do these things? Why do you think it's so important for them at a younger age to potentially look look at it as a positive? I think, you know, if you are afraid of the condition, then you're going to ignore the condition. You're not going to put yourself first. You're not going to, um, you know, be educated and, and make the right choices. And one of the things, you know, aside from having an amazing support system in my family, my husband, um, and, you know, the advancements with, with CGM and, and getting a Dexcom, the other critical part of my management has been finding an online community that has been so supportive, so helpful, so knowledgeable. And, um, you know, I remember I was at a conference and there was um, a girl who worked with me and I noticed that she had a Humalog pen. And I was like, oh my gosh, another type one diabetic in the wild. Like I've never (laughs) seen this, this is so crazy. And um, she was the one that had such an impact on me. And you know, I I don't even know if she really realizes, but she introduced me to uh, these amazing groups on on Facebook and Instagram and and podcasts that helped me feel so informed. And it's funny that these communities um, helped me retain more knowledge, I think, than I would have retained if I were to, you know, visit my endocrinologist. I I have an amazing set of doctors, but it's almost like you're so overwhelmed when you're in the doctor's office, adrenaline's running high. Sometimes it's like in one ear, out the other. But when you're having two-way conversations, 
with people that are, you know, going through it firsthand and, and, you know, thriving and have great A1Cs and are, are feeling good. It, it's contagious. It makes you feel like I can do this too. And so that's what I really wanted to, to share through this book. Well, it really comes through and it, although it's obviously quite short because it's a children's book, you fit so much of that in, which is fantastic. And as I said to you, <laughs> somebody who is older now, touching 30, I felt that too, despite it being a children's book. So that's I'm good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Do you feel, Vanessa, that your perspective of your own diabetes changed at all while you were creating the book or even coming up with the concept of it? Oh, that's such a great question. Yeah, yeah, I think it I think it did. Um, I think, you know, this has been such a labor of love, and this is the first book that I've written. And it's funny, you know, there are so many aspects of, of writing a book that the actual writing of the book tended to be the easiest part of this whole process. Um, but yeah, I think just like the motivation to myself lead a good life to hopefully be a, a positive reference point for, for kids, that is really fueled me, um, you know, for, for my own kids to see me thrive. And then hopefully for, for other kids around the world who are diagnosed. I mean, that, that really kind of has been motivating throughout this process. Another quote from Teddy. He's obviously a w very wise dog. I have to say, <laughs> reading through, he really knows his stuff and he knows how to, to perk up Emily's energy. <laughs> but <laughs> another thing that jumped out at me that Teddy says, and I couldn't agree with it more was that he says, taking care of ourselves helps Emily get more scores in her target range and her scores being her blood sugar in range, ideally. Mm -hmm. And he says, more scores in our target range so we can have fun and adventures just like everyone else. And why that stood out to me was because what I always like to say and what I, what I really truly believe is the fact that the more attention that we can give our diabetes and the more we educate ourselves, like you said, the more we know about our dosing, the more we know about insulin ratios, how foods affect us, how exercise affects us, stress and sleep, the less restrictive diabetes is. The right. more we know, the less it gets in the way of our life. So, so true. Was yeah. that something that you had discovered through your own experience, Vanessa, or was that just something that you wanted other kids to know? Yeah, both. I mean, knowledge is such power. And so being able to, to course correct, um, and you know, you, you say all the time, Owen, if you have a bad reading, if you have a bad day, you can't let it throw you off. You have to keep going. You have to adjust accordingly. And it's, it's so true and it's so important. And, um, you know, not only do I believe that myself, but that that really is the message that I wanted um, kids to leave with too. And um, I've been, you know, reading some messages as school starts back up, and you know, hearing parents or kids dealing with going back to school and their classmates not understanding the condition or you know, even times where they feel like they've been bullied over their condition, just like absolutely breaks my heart. And I just yeah. want kids to know they are so special. This is not something that 
you know, has to completely derail your plans. It's, it's something that causes you to develop a routine and it's manageable and you can go on to do so many amazing things in your life. And, you know, diabetes will be a part of you, but it's not going to be, you know, the only thing that defines you. We have a lot of parents of children who have type one diabetes and a lot of them who have messaged me actually listen with their kids too. So I'm sure everything that you're saying is adding a lot of value to them. And as you say, going back to school this time of year, I'm sure it can be quite daunting for the parents and the the children themselves, because there's so much that you need to do as we know. But I often feel me being diagnosed later and you being diagnosed at the age of 23, not having to go through those school years was almost kind of like a let off for us. I know there's never an ideal time to be diagnosed, but I can only imagine how difficult it must be. But as you say, it's not something that will hold them back and you should never let it hold you back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's two kind of perspectives I have on it. Um, I hear a lot of times from people that were diagnosed when they were kids, it was a blessing from one standpoint because that's the life that they've always known. Um, compared to, you know, like you and I, when we were diagnosed later, it was kind of like our whole world flipped upside down. Hmm. And, uh, you know, personally myself, I was actually really bullied in school before any sort of diagnosis. So I don't want there to be like any association that, uh, if you have this, that that means that, you know, you're, you're isolated in some way. And, And I really hope that, just in general, this book can create more education and, and empathy with with people who aren't diagnosed themselves, but can, you know, better identify it in, in you know, classmates and friends whenever they come in contact with it. What do you think diabetes, separate from the book, what do you think diabetes has taught you, Vanessa, that you think you wouldn't have learned otherwise throughout your life? You know, it's so funny. I think that it's really thinking about, you know, preparing um, for baby number two and, and how I've been with my my firstborn, my daughter. It's really prepared me for motherhood more than I would expect it because with having type 1 diabetes, it requires so much patience, having grace in yourself and the importance of investing in your own well-being. And that's been the biggest lesson, I think, of just a good reminder to put myself first so I can be a, a good role model, a good mom, a good wife. Um, and, you know, it, it's not to say that I don't have off days or, you know, that I'm in any way a perfect diabetic if that even exists. But <laughs> I, I just want, uh, you know, to see myself and to have my my loved ones see me thrive and, and, you know, set that good example of my kids of prioritizing fitness and nutrition and, and most importantly, prioritizing gratitude too. you know, really looking for the positive side of things and, and being grateful for every lesson that comes in your life. It's a strange one because I feel that, and I was only actually having a, having this conversation with a client the other day about, reacting to bloods and reacting to blood sugars like we've already briefly touched on but i think that because we have those little moments each day of high blood sugar or low blood sugar or whatever it might be mm-hmm. that potentially can really really get under our skin or really frustrate us i think that kind of creates a thicker skin for 
the bigger things in life because I'm now so used to trying to control how I react to my bloods every day that now things unrelated to diabetes that might frustrate me don't frustrate me as much. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, you know, thinking um, if, if you were to say something wrong in an interview or whatever it is, and you're just laying in bed and thinking about it over and over again, <laughs> I, I feel like those days aren't as prevalent anymore because they're, you know, like you said, you learn to have thicker skin and focus on, on things that, that truly matter. And I always like to think is in, in five years, am I going to think about this for more than five minutes? And if the answer is no, then it's not worth stressing over. Well, I really like that. Genius. But that <laughs> I think is, is the, the beautiful side of reacting to bloods because it's almost like a bad football pass. Like yeah. if, if you make a bad football pass, you don't just walk off the pitch, you stay on and you make another better one. So it's like, if you have high blood sugar or low blood sugar, you don't just quit. You just have to find out why it happened and then work and do what you can to prevent it from happening as frequently as you can in the future. Yep. I love that analogy. Absolutely. I didn't come up with that just to let you know. (laughs) (laughs) So I I can't take the credit. Is there anything, Vanessa, that you've, that you know now related to diabetes or just living with the condition that you wish you knew the day you were diagnosed? So you didn't have to go through the learning process of what it is. Yeah, you know, I um, there there are so many different management styles with with type one diabetes, but what I found has really worked for me is a, adopting a lower carb lifestyle, and so that is something that I think has been really Im- impactful. Um, and and that knowledge has really come from some of these communities that I've stumbled into. So uh, when I was diagnosed, you know, they talk about carb counting and all of that, of course, but, um, you know, for me, what's helped me stabilize things the most has really been, you know, trying to lean toward a a, a lower carb lifestyle. And I don't want to say like completely low carb or no carb. And to be honest with you, that was actually something that I was going back and forth a lot in the book, because in the book, I talk about how Emily sometimes will have dessert. Um, and I thought like, should I include this or should I not include this? And I wanted to leave it up for interpretation of, you know, what, what the dessert might be. It might be a lower carb option or it might be a regular option, but it was another instance ultimately where I decided I don't want kids to feel like they can never have a cupcake again for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? So Mm. Um, that was something that was really important to me too, but, but, you know, there are times, especially being pregnant where I just wanted to like sit down and eat an entire watermelon and (laughs) I have to really rein it in and and think about the big picture. Um, but that's been super helpful. I think just kind of getting low carb recipes, ideas, there are so many amazing alternatives out there that I had no idea exist. And people are so creative with, with their recipes, with the, you know, implementing lower carb options that that has been super helpful. Yeah. I think as well, what's always interesting to me is the fact that anyone living with type one diabetes always has the same goal. And that goal is to have a certain time and range, to feel good, feel confident, feel in control to whatever extent that can be. But how we get to that goal can be so different. 
Yeah. And me and you chatting is a perfect example because my goal and your goal, Vanessa, is to, as you say, thrive with the condition. You opt for low carb. I eat pretty high carb, mm, you know? Yeah. So what I always try and get across is the idea of we all live with the same condition. We all want the same thing. We all want the same goal to be in control as much as possible. But how yeah. we get there can be so different. And yeah. it's important that we can all fit diabetes into our lifestyle and fit our lifestyle back into our diabetes. So it's not too restrictive on anything we do, exercise, food, all these kind of things. But Exactly. Yeah. And everybody is so different too, you know, so it, it makes sense that we all have different approaches. Absolutely. hundred percent. And it's important that even anyone listening, try, try different ways. Try low carb, try high carb, try whatever way you like to eat and build your management around that. So you're, you're kind of in the driving seat of it and not relying on something too much. So what's next for you, Vanessa? Teddy Talks is out on the 15th of October. Yes. And I'm, I'm so excited. You know, again, this is my first book and I, I really um, hope to evolve it further into a series. I've been so taken back and touched by the feedback already. It received a Gold's Mom Choice Award um, and a five-star reader's favorite review. Um, and right now I'm just focusing on sharing this message with as many people as possible. We're donating a hundred books to the children's hospital of Michigan, which is my home state. Uh, we're partnering with the diabetes youth services, which is an amazing independent nonprofit organization that provides educational and supportive services to young people living with type one diabetes, uh, in Ohio and Michigan. And then we're also donating a portion of the proceeds to benefit clinical trials that are underway in Dr. Fossman's lab. Um, and she's been working tirelessly to find a cure for type one diabetes. So we're so thrilled to partner with her as well. Amazing. It sounds like a beautiful project all around. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm, I'm looking forward to having the physical book in my hand, which Thank is going to be you nice. so much. Yeah, it will be surreal. Um, I haven't even seen like the physical copy myself, so it'll be really exciting. It's been funny, you know, um, like I said before, just kind of reading these messages from so many people in, in these online communities, I found myself just mailing out so many digital copies ahead of the release and I just I just hope to you know help as many people as possible and just really tell an optimistic story and 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 you know show people that this is something that you can live with and live a good healthy life with 100% and I know that anyone listening here is going to get that from you but more specifically anyone that gets through the book will definitely feel that way too. It's a, it's a fantastic thing. I have one more question for you, Vanessa. Yeah. And it's a bit of a strange one, but it's always the question that I end the podcast with. <laughs> and it is, if you had the opportunity to thank diabetes for something, what would that be? Oh my gosh. I would say <laughs> thank you for making me a better mom. I think that, um, you know, it's such a, it's something that I'm so grateful for to even be, be pregnant in the first place. And, you know, when you are a type one diabetic, it is a higher risk pregnancy, but 
um, you know, the amount of gratitude that I have around this whole experience. And, and like I said, that the patience that the condition has really taught me, um, I think that that is a lesson that I hope to instill in, in my kids and something that I'm really grateful for every day. I really love that perspective because I feel that it must be so daunting for a mother to be or somebody who is planning to have children living with type 1 diabetes because as you said it's that bit more of a concern when you have this condition so to hear that coming from you is very very reassuring so thank you for sharing that where can people find out a bit more about you teddy and teddy talks the book yeah so um if people want to see what the real life teddy looks like they can go to Teddy the T1 Dog on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Facebook at Messenger Publishing. And then to be fully up to date on all of our amazing partnerships um, and, and everything that we're doing, you can go to messengerpublishingbooks.com to see how you can get involved. Great stuff. And I will link all of those links below in the description. So if you want to get in touch with Vanessa, if you want to check out any more of her details and the book, or Teddy himself, he's definitely going to be he's definitely going to be famous after this book. <laughs> I'll link them below so you can check that out. Vanessa, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And thank you from me personally and for all the diabetics out there for creating this book. It's great. Thank you so much. And thanks for everything that you do on. You're such an inspiration. It was such a pleasure talking to you today. Absolutely. Have a good one. Chat soon. You too. Another big, big thank you to Vanessa for coming on. I know I always say this at the end of episodes with guests, but personally, I always get a lot from them. Hearing other type 1 diabetics' insights and strategies in terms of how they manage things day to day, what they believe their diabetes is to them and how they deal with things is always massively beneficial for me to hear personally. And I know it's going to benefit you too, which is the reason why we're all here. Vanessa is a perfect example of how you can continue to thrive, work, raise a family and still find the time to create a children's book despite living with type 1 diabetes. So she is a great example of how you can fit your life into your diabetes and then fit your diabetes back into your life. It doesn't have to control things. It doesn't have to determine how you live your life. Keeping yourself in the driving seat of your diabetes is, is the most important thing. Again, if you want to find out more about Vanessa or reach out to her personally, I'll link all her details below. And I'll also link details of her book. Again, Teddy Talks, a positive story about type 1 diabetes. It's available on the 15th of October. You can pre-order it. I would definitely recommend having a look at it. It's a fantastic little book. Actually, before... I nearly forgot. As I was about to record the intros and the outros to this episode, I got word that Vanessa had gone into labor with her second child. So that makes this episode even more special to know that her child has now arrived. So everybody from the Insulone podcast wants to send out their massive congratulations to Vanessa and her family and hope everybody is happy and well so it makes the podcast that bit more special. So Vanessa, I hope you're keeping well. I hope everybody's healthy and happy. 
and I look forward to the book being released. Everybody else, you listening, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for your continued support of the podcast. I really do hope you're getting a lot from it. I know I am personally hearing from these guests, so I hope you are too. As always, if you have a story, question, experience that you want to share with the podcast, myself and Graham, who isn't here today, thankfully, love getting the emails in. We love hearing your stories, your experiences, your questions. Do not hesitate to reach out. We always say that the podcast is an open forum, a place to have a conversation with ourselves, share experiences. So if you want to reach out, let us know at theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. Everything will be linked below. All of Vanessa's details. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. Look after those blood sugars. Chat to you soon.